Blog Talk Radio. Something as an option 
not just YouTube, not just Facebook, not just TikTok, but we need to create as many backups and support networks as possible. And, sister, I cannot answer your phone right now. You're going you're gonna to interrupt the whole Facebook Live. As a matter of fact, you just took me off and tried to reconnect me, so we can't do this. We can't. You can't call me on Messenger. So I don't know. Let me open the phone line so you can talk to me and tell me what's going on. So, Sister Monica, uh, if you can call back on the um, on Blog Talk Radio. Let's see. I see you, but for whatever reason, it doesn't say. Um, everybody else just says, do you want to bring them on video? So let me go ahead and give you an invite. Sister, I can't answer Messenger. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I can't answer Messenger. So, um... I don't know if she can hear me or not. Y'all just bear with us. Give us a minute. Um, I'm going to invite her on this uh, video, but I got a feeling it's going to do what it did last week. So uh, I did see her, but it couldn't. So, sis, I just invited you to come on video with me. Look for that invite. If it don't work out, if you don't see it, like in the next minute, call the show. We just... Sister Monica, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but uh, if, if I answer this messenger call, it's going to cancel the show. So anyway, uh, why don't you try texting? Anyway, hopefully she can hear me. Uh, let me text her brothers and sisters because I don't think she can hear me. Um, okay, so anyway. We'll go ahead and finish. Um, I don't think she can hear me, everybody, so I do apologize. Um, hey, do my favor and see if you can hear me on Facebook Live. Just give me a thumbs up. So anyway, brothers and sisters, we're going to keep right on. We're not going to let these technicalities get in our way. Um, so last week, what were we discussing? We were discussing several things. Uh, We were discussing several things, and we're going to get back on those topics. And so we had said that we were going to talk about things like, uh, and Sister Monica, just give, give me a second, and uh, I will, I will, I will. Um, everybody, just give me a minute. Let me answer her. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. Again, I just want to thank y'all for your time tonight. Please, please, please be patient with us. We are, we're not these. Um, see, like this, my daughter, she logged on to listen, and I, all I have to do is touch one button and bring her on video. I don't know why my guests it don't say that. It always, it just never says that. So anyway, I'm not, I can't let it derail us, y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah, if I want to bring on my daughter right now, I can just click bring them on video. But none of the guesses says that. It's the weirdest thing. So, wouldn't be surprised, though. Like I was saying, I found out that Facebook had got rid of, uh, uh, and Sister Monica, if you can hear me, just call the number. We can discuss on Blog Talk Radio's hotline what to do about Facebook Live, and we can talk about, I can then have you on the line, and once I bring you on, we can uh, disconnect from um, Blog Talk Radio. 
But we got an exciting show. When I run into stuff like this, I just know that the enemy, because there is an enemy, y'all. I know we blame everything on the devil, but a lot of times it really is spiritual warfare, especially when you're trying to share the kinds of truths that I've been sharing. Uh, like I said, Blog Talk Radio erased three shows. They're just gone. Y'all remember me in the suit, in the white suit? It's gone. And remember me in the black outfit? I did three of those. There's only two left. So they're erasing the shows. If they're not, somebody is hacking to my account and they are deleting it. So I don't know. So I'm going to create a new password, a really long password, and maybe that will fix it. I don't know, brothers and sisters. I don't know what to do. I probably shouldn't have said that on the air. But anyway... Let's go to the phone lines that we're going to bring on our, our guests uh, here in a second. Sister Monica, just give me a few seconds. But, again, we have prophetess Monica King in the house, and she did such a wonderful job last week talking about uh, who we are as a people, giving her testimony, her powerful testimony, sharing insight into the languages, sharing insight into her research. And so I wanted to bring the sister back because we tonight are going to be talking about several things. We're going to be talking about uh, why African-American culture need an overhaul uh, to survive and thrive in Christ, and she's going to share how she feels about even that question. Again, why African-American culture need an overhaul. I think it needs an overhaul, y'all, because if we're not who they say we are and we're not who we think we are, well, what are we? And when we do decide to uh, embrace who we really are, that's going to mean we're going to do everything, just about everything different. So that's an overhaul. Uh, why does the global church need to know who the, who the Israelites are and how they relate to end times? Again, why does the global church need to know who the Israelites are and how they relate to end times? We're going to talk about that. Also, overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites and the call to return to Yahweh. One more time. Overwhelming proof we're going to talk about tonight. Some, a lot of this, could, every one of these could be a show. So some of these we may hit for five minutes and that's it. Some, in, some of this we may do well on 15 to 20 minutes. But overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites and the call to return to Yah. Then nations that have embraced the real Israelites for centuries. There, are, Did you know there are nations that have been knowing this for years? This people of nations has been knowing this for years. Just in, we've got to understand we're in, the, we're in the, the, the grip of white supremacy. But there's a lot of nations that acknowledge this. Go figure. Then, uh, last but not least, Yah, the Most High, is revealing these hidden truths to all people, not just any one group. So these are the kinds of things we will talk about. We may hit a little bit more. So let's go to the phone lines and uh, try to bring on our guests. Uh, Erico 513-356, Sister, Prophetess, Monica, Keenan, you're on the line. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Perfect. I, I'm, oh, excellent. I um really trying to get, I'm like almost there to where you are, and I saw something, and I'm really trying to talk and get there at the same time. It's just, you know, hey, I'm a baby boomer, so 
you know, I need a, a Generation Z, Y, somebody to be sitting right next to me because I know it must really be easy, but it's just not happening for me. So um, I saw myself, but we'll just move forward from here because I know everyone's ready to start dialoguing and talking, and so we're going to uh, make that happen, right? Right. So let me just say this about that, and we're going to move on like in seconds. So, folks, we're not going to bore you with these technicalities. Keep working on it, sister. When you pop up, you just pop up, and we just we just hang up on blog talk and then just go to the video. But um, keep. I can see on. you. I can hear you. I see the live. Yeah. Well, just keep on trying, and uh, uh, maybe you need to. I don't know. Just just keep talking. So here's the first. <laughs> Here's the first question, y'all. We have been talking through email, and my sister here, there's some of these questions that she has issues with, and some of them she don't. I want to just give it to her, and, and we do raw like we did earlier. I told her when we was talking earlier. Now, sister, be careful because, you know, a lot of times when you uh, when you talk on the phone before shows, uh, those of us that, that, that create these shows, we got to remember to repeat everything we said off the air. And she said a lot of good things, and I'm afraid when I talk to guests that they're going to forget to say things on the air. But I want her to share at the gate why she doesn't like the term Israelite. And, again, we are known as the Hebrew Israelites, I believe, in America. I always say we are Israelites, we are the Jews. And I know there was no J. I understand that. So, but there are the word Israelite in the Bible, Hebrews. Uh, all uh, Abraham's children was Hebrews, but the Israelites come out of uh, Jacob. So I want to know why she don't like the word Israelite for starters, and we knew going to these <laughs> other questions. Go ahead, my sister. Okay, I you know, I I like to use the word um, right now as I'm coming into studying. I I um. I just find that, uh, well, number one, the word Israelite and Jew, they were not in the original text. And they are the modern, they, those are words of the Middle Ages. And so we're talking about the original text was probably before first century. And um, looking at the ethno, ethno, the ethnology of our people, I know it didn't start in the Middle Ages. So because that's an Israel, Israelite is an old English word, which is derivative of uh, France, German, uh, Britain, um, Latin. You know, I just choose not to use it. That's just me. I may change. And then plus using those words, so many people are used to the, the um the um the group called the um Hebrew Israelites and that comes with such a negative connotation. It's just like why use it and have to spend all your time explaining who you are not when uh we can get closer to the original word. Right now, um actually I did a study last week and I found out uh in and you had just like on the computer rest, uh, researching the etymology of words, and I come across websites, come across videos, and I didn't know, but I found out that even the word Hebrew 
is not the original word. It's Eber, E-B-E-R, Ebers, Ebers, or I-B-E-R, I-B-R, Ebers, Ebers is the original. And so as the modern um, Jews took over and began to walk in the birthright and walk in the identity, they um, actually actualized certain words that now that are common, but as we keep walking backwards into time, into antiquity, we find that those words were not there. Okay, and now, so, hold on. Let me do this because you're building. You're building. And I promise you I'm going to back right out, but I want to ask you a quick question. If So when when Jacob wrestled with the angel and said your name is going to be called Ish, Israel, what should have been Put, what should what have your research taken you to believe should be inserted there? Um. Yeah, yeah, well, that was his name, Israel. I am Israel, but I'm not so sure if that's what we were called as a people, and not called um, Eber. Now I have to research that oh, in the oh, connectivity. Oh, 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 okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to nail this down for a reason. It's a, I'm going. Trust me. I'm going somewhere with this because you got the flow tonight. I don't even think LSU. I mean, uh, not LSU, but Ambassador Purcell Porsche is going to be with us tonight. So you're going to get. So don't. Please don't mind me interrupting. Yeah. But because you're building, and we'll look up and, and then I go have to go back and, and it, you know. So as you're building, I want to ask you a question. So what if if you don't call? Okay, the reason. If his name was called Israel at that time, okay, let me back up myself. So what did you come across for research should his name was changed to if it wasn't changed to Israel? I didn't. What I did, I studied um, the Israelites, particularly the Israelites, the people becoming Israelites and Jews in that I found the newspaper article, and this, I have to keep telling myself, and as you guys begin to research and, you know, just follow the Holy Ghost and then get your notebook, your pad, sit in front of the computer, get a Bible, get a sefer, um, you begin to study, uh, especially when you start watching videos and finding stuff online, newspaper clippings, what I forget to do is write down the URL. And I tried to go back well, and find it just that, for the show. Because we want to put a pin in this. If you don't know, and, and that's okay, because I want people to hear, as you learn, we want to learn. As you don't know, we want to not know, or maybe we do know. I have come to understand that a lot of people don't like the term Hebrew Israelite because of the negative connotation. But just because some people on YouTube go act a fool, and use the name don't mean we should stop using the name. If we just say we Hebrews, that just means descendants from Abraham. When we say Hebrew Israelites, we identify in Jacob or Israel. So that's why we have to say Hebrew Israelites because of white supremacy. Unfortunately, we just can't say Israelites because they're going to associate those us with the people over in Israel. If you just do a website and you just say Israelites, most people is going to probably think about so-called black Jews, but that's a new thing. A lot of people of the old world are still going to be associating that name with the people over in, in, in Jerusalem or Jerusalem. So that's why we say Hebrew Israelite. It does have a negative connotation. You're right. But we got to polish it up and let people know that it's bigger than these little 
angry people in New York. Okay, what's that noise like? Is that me talking? Okay, yeah, I'm still trying to work it out. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I don't disagree with the originality. Well, I do because I found out that it should be Everett, I-V-R-T, Ivory Ebers in the Bible, the Ebers, Everett. But um, I understand totally what you're saying, but I don't want to because I because where I know I'm going, I don't have time to explain. I don't have, that is such a waste of time. Oh, my goodness. That's just personal. Anybody else can say what they want. I don't want to, like, put Israelite Monica Keenan. I don't want to do that because it just it just causes so much more than what I want to waste time explaining, and I'd rather complete my assignment without having to go back and without association and then disassociation and the time left, and because I know people remember negative more than they remember positive, because the negative is associated with the image, and I'm coming in the positive, trying to establish a new image, but that takes away my time to establish what I'm come to establish. So I understand ethnically, I understand historically, I understand biblically, but uh, I'm just right now, now because I just found this research and it was like the early 20s, before the 20s, the 1800s or something, when um, Jews called themselves Israelites and they called themselves Jews, um, and they really began to use that. Uh, especially after 1948, that began to um, really define who they were when they took over Palestine and became a nation of their own uh, when they solidified their um, uh, acquisition of the of of an identity of a people. So that's just me, but I clearly understand, brother, and everybody else. I clearly understand. I hope you can see what I'm talking about, but when I study more, I'm going to share with you. Let me ask you this, and we'll move on. What do you call yourself in terms, I know we're believers in Christ, I understand, but ethnically speaking, DNA speaking, you said you identify us as the people of the Bible. How do you define yourself? Okay, uh, you may not want to put Israelite on your name. So, how do you define yourself genetically? I know in the spirit, and we want we want to be very clear tonight, brothers and sisters, because there's two identities we have. We are flesh, so there's something we yes. put on yes. us, and we are spirits. And the Bible talks about we sit in heavenly places, and that part of us is is, is dead. We're, we we we've died. Uh, uh, in terms of our identity, we're now a new man. That's the whole purpose of baptism, to symbolize what happens to us in the spirit. So we're not novices here. We do know about the new man in Christ. We are trying to get our people and really the whole world, as Israel is called to do, to walk in the new man. So what do you call yeah. yourself? What do you call yourself according to the flesh? <laughs> I hear you, Steph. You're trying, you're trying to narrow me down, and I, I don't, I'm not mad about that. I today is going to be uh, Hebrew or Eber or Ivrit, uh, and that's today. Now, if I follow up close to God and continue to study, and maybe something else, I, I say uh, uh, Hebrew. And I understand that they took and confiscated that word uh, as a people uh, in terms of stolen identity. But um, as I study, again, it was Eber in the Bible, Everett people, because there's still Everett people in Ghana, Everett people around Ghana, and they are um, part of the uh, original Hebrew tribe. 
And when you do the ethnographic language study, you find the connection. And so uh, I don't have to identify myself because I use Torah, and, I, and I'm becoming a Torah teacher. So, yeah, well, this is because you're going to run into people, and people are going to say, well, where are you from? Where are you? Who are you? And people normally come back with, I'm Irish, I'm this, I'm that. So I just want to know what you call yourself. Um, and, and folks, just so y'all know, as I've said, my belief system, is, and, and the sister can answer this as well, because we're in an identity crisis system. We're in an identity yeah. crisis. We have to be crystal clear as to, as to who we are, and maybe we, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not, it shouldn't be a bad thing to, to for us to have this conversation because of the lies and the, the, the billions of dollars that went into hiding our identity because yes. somebody, somebody know that you are acting out your identity. I don't care what yes. nobody You can show me a person, a billionaire, a person on skid row, I guarantee you it has something to do with their identity. We act out who we think we are. End of story. Unfortunately, a lot of us let money define us. That's that's weak, and so that's another identity. So that's why I'm not playing with this whole identity thing. We are the people of the Bible. Uh, it'd be nice to know yeah. a name we can call ourselves. You're hearing the sisters saying Hebrew, Eber. I can't, I, I've heard Eber a long, long time. I've been hearing about this for years, but I've never. I don't think I've met anybody that want to go by that name. But probably we should. But I've heard the origin of Eber forever, uh, and uh, 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 she is on to something, I think. But the bottom line, I think we need to know that we are people of the Bible. We are the, we are the, we are the fathers firstborn uh, uh, in terms of our forefathers, and there is a mandate upon our life as a people to first come to Yah, first identify who we are, accept who we are, accept this Yah, this creator of the heavens and the earth, and through his son, uh, uh, the Messiah, and then don't stop there, but since we, hopefully we are walking in obedience and enjoying the blessings, and then take it to the other nations. Because all the nations turned their back on him and he turned to Abraham and his seed, I believe anyway, and he has told or, or commanded his nation, this nation, to be priests unto him. And that has a lot to do with evangelizing the world. Sister, um, we can switch gears and talk about, unless you got something else on that, we can switch gears and talk about why African Americans, uh, why African American culture needs needs an overhaul to survive and thrive in Christ. Why African American culture needs an overhaul to survive and thrive in Christ? And what I meant by this question, brothers and sisters, if we're not who we think we are, and we're not who they say we are. Obviously, we need an overhaul. I call it an overhaul because if we're living lies and we're living who living under the shadow of white supremacy and we're defining ourselves on white standards and we're defining our skins on white standards and we're defining our mind and we're thinking, if, we, if we're just an invention like Frankenstein of white supremacy and we found out that's not who we are, Seem like to me we're gonna have to reprogram. I call it an overhaul. What say you, my sister? Um, yeah, that is such a powerful question 
is really two different questions in one, and I'm going to just share my thought on that. As African-Americans, this right there, I think it's, it's, it's so, because it's so twofold, like you spoke before, it can't be just one without the other. It has to be a, a dual shift, a shift in understanding who you are and a shift into knowing that we have to learn more about our Father because who we are is related to the Most High. And so um, I, I don't, I'm not so certain that it is a, um, a, a overhaul in terms of thriving and surviving in the Messiah, the Messiah. Um, but it is an over, uh, a repositioning or shifting or repurposing and, and um, reestablishing, I think, a reformation. I think maybe for me would be my words. There needs to be a reformation in our faith-based understanding of who the Most High, who God is. Um, in my studies, of course I call God God because that's all we knew to call God God. But upon studying years, every year I get closer and closer, and he would lead me through the Ruach Death, his spirit, his Holy Spirit, that God is a position. And he has a name. So when you say overhaul, I believe you're talking about just taking what we learned as Christianity, which is a system, kicking it out and starting back. Uh, Christianity is a system. It is a system created by Constantine and man in the papacy. And I I believe that as we come to our – oh, it's so connected. As we come to understand who we are in terms of genetics, genome will come to understand and embrace the fact that our original faith-based and relationship with the Most High, God, our Elohim, was changed. It was changed. And so we will, as we understand Yah, Yah is a short word, as we understand Yah, in history, in antiquity, through the Torah and the Tanakh, which together means the Old Testament as we know in Christianity, as we understand him, how he moves, how he does, uh, and I think that's where you get that overthrow, if I'm correct, uh, or over, um, what word did you use? Overhaul. Overhaul? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to shift. It's going everything we know about him shifts. When we come to embrace who we are, everything shifts. Because we come out, it's like the movie The Matrix, which was to me a reformation or a rebirth. And so that's why I, I looked at that word overhaul, I looked it up. And um, I would probably use another R word, reformation or reestablishment, repositioning or retake. Um, it's like we take the um, we take the, the God pill, we take the Yahweh, Yah- Yahweh pill, uh, and we take that pill, and then the world opens, and also our understanding of Ahamashiach, of Christ, of Yahshua, uh, shifts with us as we understand the Father, because the Father, the Son represents the Father, so if we understand the Father better in our antiquity, and our history, and what plans he has for us, then it must change, alter shift 
and we will cause us to ascend more into the Christos, the Yeshua. Because we come out of the system of Christianity. Christianity is a set of practices that keeps us, and I know this causes my, my, <laughs> and I'm not the only one who thinks like this, y'all. Let me just say thousands of us, thousands upon thousands are uh, understanding, and it's called, uh, in some places, it's called like a Hebrew appreciation, a Hebrew awakening, and that's why I use the word Eber, Hebrew, um, because they've come to understand the Most High intimately out of the system that was created for us. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense, because I can break it down. That makes sense. sense. You keep unpacking it, though. That makes sense. I'm following you. And you got to remember, as a host, I have to sometimes ask things, just like Oprah would say. She'd ask questions. Everybody know Oprah know the answer to it. And then sometimes I don't know the answer. <laughs> sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm clueless, and I'm I'm looking like, but I really am clueless. But most of what you've said, I heard. But I just want you to unpack it even further for the listeners, because, again, folks, I cannot stress in one hour the importance of getting this right. Getting what right, brothers and sisters? Yeah. It's our foundation. Okay, so. One one more thing. I was trying to say identity. We have to know who we are because what happens is if you don't know who you are, you will look up and you'll find a generation trying to define themselves through materialism. That's why we always want this fast money because it is quick identity. The rims are quick identity. The brand new car is quick identity. A big old house, quick identity. But there are some people that know who they are, and they have a house, and they don't really want nobody to see it. They just want to live the way they want to live. And it's some people that have money and don't want you to know they got money. See, everybody don't wear their one. Everybody don't wear their need for glory on their shoulders, so to speak. Everybody is not one that immediate gratification. Media gratification is for people that don't know who they are. That's why you find it in all over the world, poor neighborhoods, this immediate gratification, the rims, the this, the clothes, and all that, because people don't know who they are. Then when you go other places, you're thinking, well, don't they know what a Gucci bag is? Don't they know what this is? Don't they know what it is? Why come they not flaunting it? Because they know who they are. And guess what? Father showed me even rich people have low self-esteem. Here's why. Because rich people don't see themselves the way he sees them. So their value is less. They have low self-estimate. The Father holds them here, and they estimate themselves to be here. So they may have more than you. You may be down here down here, but all of us have low self-estimate. That's why I take a backseat to nobody, ever. So I would love your feedback on that, my sister, and I can hear the feedback. I can hear myself in the background. I so I, I wish, boy, yes. I, I, um, I agree. Let me just say this real quick. Let me say this real quick. Why are you messing with the buttons that are clicking on this, that, and the other? Try leaving Facebook Live. I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to block you as though you said something wrong, 
and then try to bring you back on because I need you, sister. I really want you on video, and we're going to keep on working. Okay, we ain't gonna I'm going to stop playing. I'm trying to get live. I'm just going to stop and just be on the phone. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to block you. I'm going to block you, and then I'm going to bring you back in as though, you know, and see if that helps because I don't know what to do. My Anybody else listening to the show, right up under their name, it says, bring them on video. Bring them on video. But you, it don't say that. And I think Facebook is messing with me because every guest of mine it does this too. But anyway, we won't be derailed by that. Let me ask you another question. Or did you want to hit harder uh, why African Americans' culture need an overhaul to survive and thrive in Christ? And, and, and I want to hit that a little bit while we're working this video too in the background. Folks, listen, I come on these shows, these Facebook Lives, and it pains me. Like I said, I'm upset right now because I found out Facebook Live took off, took out my show that had 2,000, and I just found out they took off another show that had 1,000. And I'm like, why are they taking off these shows that have these high numbers? And so I know they're messing with me, and some of y'all may believe that or not. But what bothers me, sister, what, what, what pains my heart is the only people that really see what's going on is the enemy and us. The enemy know what we're talking about with this identity thing. They know. Even the person that pulled my video on Facebook Live, probably some little old, you know, $20 an hour person or something, I don't know, one of these spies they got, I don't know if it's working for Facebook or not or somebody in between. But what everybody needs to understand is your little white skin is not going to save you. And you need to understand there's a bigger, there's something much more powerful that's controlling you acting out to try to defend white people or acting out to try to defend the Jews. There's a more sinister hand. There are some people that are controlling us, and they're using the people in Israel. And they have to use the people in Israel, because if they ever told the truth, everybody's going to be liberated. And it's all about keeping humanity in slavery. White people think their little white privilege is something. They're really impressed by themselves, and they don't know that they're dealing with a force so evil, you cannot put it in words. We are no match for Satan. We are no match for evil spirits. This coldness that comes from hell, this evil that we cannot comprehend. And they don't know that, like the Bible talks about, the, the earth yearn for the sons of God. The earth just yearns for truth. And people think that black people, when they rise, they're going to go beating them up. It's the most stupidest thing in the world. We are the safest route. Our rise is is safer for white people than white people to stay where they're at. That Montgomery brawl I keep bringing up is because in the back of our mind, it ain't never stopped. We, we're egging to just whoop somebody's you-know-what, some of us. And some of them is egging to whoop some of our you-know-what. We just this month, this close from a war, but with this truth, with this truth, with this truth, 
whites can understand why we are sometimes bringing neighborhoods down. Whites can understand why our houses are led by women. Whites can understand why not knowing we are, we act out and wind up in prison, have a higher prison population. Why young men are acting out on the streets. They can understand why they're going to the malls and and robbing Gucci and all. They can understand because Frankenstein ain't going to never act right until he get his mind back. He's going to continue to terrorize people as Frankenstein. So the, 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 the most peaceful people on the earth is people like me. I may come off hard talking about white, black, but that's because they painted a white, black world. I'm just trying to take it back to the way it used to be which was a peaceful world. Sister, I'd like your comment on that, if any, and then we can go back to our... I just had to get that out. I just don't know why I went there. <laughs> yes. I think, um, well, I clearly understand what you're saying because, listen, um, family, we are probably the only people group on the planet that does not have an identity that is rooted in history and true experience. Our current identity is rooted in what was given us when we when we were kidnapped on the slave coast and before we entered into those slave ships, they baptized us into Christianity and more importantly into the Catholic Church system. And we were told to denounce what we knew as true in terms of understanding the most high and take on this new faith. Now, this is what I tell people. i got two points. I'm going to hang one in the air as a balloon and come back to it. And this is the point, first one, is that I am not saying that our faith in Jesus Christ has not been valid because I would not have been born again nor filled with the spirit of God without first uh, being baptized into Jesus, without understanding him and and being born from above, born from heaven. So that's valid. Um, Now, so what are you saying? Now, is is, is it Hebrew or is it Jesus? Well, if you guys understand history, let let me just drop this. Let me drop this um, truth. And then you guys go get your history books, get everything, sit at the computer, and get to studying. Pray as Holy Spirit to lead you. Because when Constantine, the uh, Byzantine, the Eastern Roman emperor, all bishops together, this is after Yeshua, and he began to amalgamate the worship that the Romans, because he's a Roman, Byzantine, it's Eastern Rome, they begin to amalgamate what they believed as Romans, which was multiple gods, because whoever they conquered, they took a god. So they begin to and say, how can we take with these followers of the way belief who are causing disruption everywhere they go because they are anti-social society. They are anti-current God. They they follow the way so closely they cause an earthly disruption. And so to the point where the Western Roman Empire came down in 70 A.D. 
as it was spoken by the Most High, and began to attack them and run them out as prophesied. So he wanted peace. Rome wants peace because, you know, if, if any nation falls from within, it, it, it's done if there's discord. So they amalgamated their faith, their beliefs, the papacy and the paganism, and paganism actually, together and created a religion called Christianity. God that were existent in Kemet or Mithra and also Greek and also Roman and other places, and they brought these gods and created a system of worship that would, one, satisfy us as original Hebrews, every people, and it will satisfy their kingdom because they know if they keep repeating and say, now this is the religion, it had just enough truth and just enough lies. It was truly a flow of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And so that is why when uh, Brother Seth said uh, African Americans need an overhaul, we need to shift back to our original identity before Constantine and understand, right, even in the days, if we read Matthew 23, 24, 25, we'll have an understanding of those people. But there is a purity of worship that we knew as a people and who we are with the Most High. And Yeshua we follow because the name Jesus did not come to later. See, if everyone listens, this is, this is your key. This is your key to unlock truth. Two things you have to do together. You have to pray, John 14, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's the teacher. He's the master teacher. And then you need to look at history, look at words, look at the beginning of words, what year, what country, and what did it mean. When you start to do those and pray, you will find that many words that are used in the Christian practice were words from the Middle Ages, early, mid, and late Middle Ages, and words that were birthed out of the Constantine Council of Niacine. And so many of our truly practices of the Most High from, from, from antiquity is not true. How could you have the name church? Jesus says, upon this rock. I will build my church. This is just one example. And the Holy Spirit already told me I'm going to cause trouble with this. And he said, I'm going to lose friends, but I told him I'll serve until I die. How can Yeshua have said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the word church is the German word Kirk, which was established in the Middle Ages. So when Brother says we need an overhaul, we do need to reformation to understand who we are, get back to the most high. And that's going to affect our relationship with Jesus, quote, unquote. And it doesn't invalidate our relationship if we're really serving them. God's so gracious. He's like, I know they're ignorant, but I'm going to bring them in the truth in these last days. Okay, question. Because as, as if I want to call myself a good host, a good host is going to ask questions that the people are thinking but they may not ask. So I want to ask a question. When Christ said upon this 
rock, I will build my church. And you saying the church is German in origin. All right, so what was the, what was the word that was inserted there? It had to be well, called sorry, out. Sorry, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on. I meant to say what was the original word there. Yes, I've been searching for that Hebrew word for called out once. It had to be called out once. Now, what was the word? I've been searching for the Hebrew word for called out ones or followers of the way, because that's what they were, called out. The Greek word would be ecclesia. So we just go, if we go to Greek, ecclesia means called out or assembly upon this rock, the rock was revelation. Upon this revelation, I'm going to build my called out ones. I'm going to build those, or I'm going to establish those. Upon the revelation of who I am, I will establish the body of Christ. He's talking about his body. I wish it was in a class, because i tell you what. You have to ask the question, when you look at scripture, where are you standing? If you are standing in the 21st century right now and reading scripture, we are taking our mind, our mores, our understanding, what we know, our experience, and applying it to there, but it can't all be true because he was talking to a people right then, right there, in that culture, in that situation. He was talking, he said, on your revelation of who I am as a Mashiach, I'm going to build my called out ones. He might have said I might establish, I'll establish my called out ones. Let me say this. Let me, let me, let me interject here and you let me know what you think of this. Because I think sometimes when people explain, you're not, you're not quite doing this. I don't think you're doing this. But I have to say this because somebody may think you are. And if you are, you can say, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. But I don't think you're doing this. See, what happened is when people say, well, there was no J. First of all, people think we're saying there was no, he, the Messiah didn't live. Even though we come behind and say, no, he lived, his name just wasn't Jesus. So people still in the back of their mind think some kind of way you're trying to take away Jesus. So I've learned, I've learned to say things in another way, not to appease people. Well, I guess it is appeasing them, but it's like this. The Bible says, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess he is Lord. The Bible talks about people calling on him in different languages. So Jesus might have meant little Zeus initially. Zeus was the god of the time. It, it could have meant that. But if I don't know nothing about Zeus, and I in my spirit is calling on the Most High, is it wickedness? Is it ignorance? Does the God, God does the Most High wink at it? This is what I've learned, sister, and it has given me great peace. This is what I'm about to share with you, and I hope this helps the listeners, but keep in mind, y'all see, we're different minds here, 
And it's okay because the spirit of peace is upon me and my sister. But I want y'all to just hear different angles on stuff. This is what I believe. To him that know to do right and don't do it, to him is a sin. If you don't know, you don't know. Now, keep in mind the Bible didn't say my people perish for lack of knowing. So it's not always good to be ignorant. Ignorant is not bliss, as they say. So I think we should embrace what my sister is saying, go do the homework. But in the meantime, watch your spirit. If you don't know that his name was Yeshua and you're just not confident, do not use Yeshua. The Bible tells us we're supposed to always be in faith no matter what we do. Wherever you're at, that's where you're at, as long as you're not calling on Zeus. As long as you're not calling on whatever these white supremacists or these people before that even tried to do with their evil plots, as long as, you, long as they're not successful, the Father knows what you mean. Like a lot of people, when they say amen after prayer. They don't know that amen raw influenced the Bible. I don't even bring it up because I know when they say amen, they saying so be it. So a lot of times at churches when people pray, they'll say this. Everyone that agree with that prayer say amen. I mean, they'll say, say yes, Lord. Or say, if you agree with that prayer, say so be it. And people say so be it. The reason the pastors are not saying amen is they know about this amen roster. But at the end of the day, I mean, somebody could argue amen wrong was the most high. But I think the enemy, whatever, if he, somebody want to put something in the Bible, that's why Christ said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. Have the Bible been tampered with? Yes, it has. Are you kidding? And so is it enough to salvage? Is it enough to, to, to bring blessings in our life? Is it enough to get us healed? Is it enough to get us into the kingdom? Absolutely. And because of, the, of that kind of power, I don't throw it away, and I'm not going to even to even remotely say do away with it. We need to study it and the Apocrypha. And you don't feel bad if you don't know what the Apocrypha is or you don't know what the Lost Books is and then you don't really, until you have faith in understanding that the Apocrypha is something you need, don't worry. Have faith. We're justified by our faith. We're justified by our faith, and the faith that we're justified by is something that's given to us. The Father knew we would be confused. The Father knew that we'd mess with the language. The Father knew that we'd mess with our history. The Father knew that we'd mess with just everything. That's what they do. Burn down libraries, disfigure images that will tell the truth, and that's what these folks have done. So that's why the Father, I thank him for putting us in Christ and giving us righteousness, not something we can work for. We're supposed to live holy because we are holy, not to be holy, not for our righteousness. Let me say it like that. We're to live a certain way and keep his His every commandment every time he speaks, not to be righteous. We're already righteous. So that's the way I look at it. So because when this sister is talking, and she's going to get the mic back to her. I know some people are thinking, wow, wow, we just can't trust nothing. We just don't know nothing. I mean, how do we know now we don't can't even say we, we're Israelites? It's like, what do we do? Every time we find out something next year, we got to change it. And it creates a, at least with me, it did for a short season. But the Father 
quickly arrested me and let me know, no, no, you're learning. It's okay for you not to know because you're justified by your faith in what Christ did, what I performed through Christ. And I thank him for that. Sister, any feedback on that? Yes, I completely agree. We have to understand we're investigating, we're critically looking at uh, the historicity of our faith. We're looking at uh, our identity as a people, as a nation within a uh, nation. We're looking at the practices of our faith and the origination of those practices. That investigation, that seeking of truth does not negate our personal faith. Like you said, we are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. But I think the system has caused us to say if we ask a question, if we investigate, if we query something, if we say, hey, this isn't making sense, then we are denying our faith. And that's not true. That is not true. We're asking. We understand that we live in a fallen system. We understand that we are a nation in a nation and that there is a higher system directing our system. And like I said, cannot even begin to study and to critique truth without the Holy Spirit. And I think people, when we say that or when I say that, they dismiss that conversation that they dismiss that boundary, that healthy boundary. They dismiss the partnership with the Holy Spirit and just think we're just looking. No, when I say partner with the Holy Spirit, if he's real to you today in your everyday walk, he's real to you in study. He's real to you in revealing truth. So you can't even get to understanding it without walking with him. And if he's walking with him, if you're actually walking with the Holy Spirit, and that means being in a relationship of intimacy with him, then how can you be denying your faith when you begin to seek truth? You can't. You can't do two things at once. Amen. Well, listen, sister, I want to talk about one more thing really briefly. We're going to take a little break because I know you got to get out of here. Well, I can't say get out of here early. We know I'm going to go to 10 anyway. We've just been long-winded lately. But listen, sister, uh, I so appreciate what you're sharing and I understand your spirit, but I don't necessarily like a lot of people that say some of the same things you say because they'll often say stuff the way they present it. And, and, and it's not they, it's us. I do the same thing. I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Some of the, I may not quite say it the way you do, but I talk a lot about language and I talk a lot about redefining. I, I really try to... I mean, I'm doing the same thing you're doing, really. We've been doing this for, I've been doing this for a while. What? What brother said? Questioning everything. Redefining, stumbling, getting things incorrect, getting things correct. Trying to take off, trying to take off white supremacy. Something Satan put in the earth, not white people. I do not give white supremacy credit to white people. I don't credit white people to that. It's too evil, too successful. It's Satan. It's straight from hell. That's what I'm trying to get white people to understand. Quit trying to thinking y'all some got some good old boy system. You may profit for a season, but like Martin Luther King Jr. said, when the so-called black man is in bondage, 
that means everybody's going to be in bondage. He didn't quite say it like that, but that's the gist of what he was saying. So that's why I'm trying to get people to understand that we're all in trouble so long as any of us in trouble. So tonight, what are we doing? Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Five Swiss Song Network. I'm Brother Seth. We've been doing this since 2011, though, with guests just like my guests here, Prophetess Monica, uh, and uh, we've been sharing and debating and sometimes getting a little too heated. Other times, most of the times, not trying to be peaceful with one another, but just digging and asking questions. I like to say it like this. We have a mantra that we say that we like, we talk about things. It seems to me that we talk about things that the Father is saying in the earth that you just can't hear in churches, in educational centers, in colleges, even in your mosque. We talk about things that's forbidden, but the Most High is saying. So what do the Most High do when he is trying to get his church to talk about some things that's uncomfortable, that a lot of pastors don't have enough faith to talk about because they fear uh, it's going to hinder their bottom line? What do the Most High do? He used blogs. That's why there has been an explosion of blogs, because his truth is marching on. It will not, truth will not stay in captivity. As MLK said again, truth thrust to the earth is going to rise over and over again. This generation might not want to hear it. It'll be the next generation. So our people have got to, like I say, we need an overhaul uh, uh, to say repositioning, we need to we need to reject what we've come to believe we are about as a people. It's not true. Yeah, we we have soul music, but there's a reason even behind that. We're good athletes, but did you know a lot of our heroes? The reason they do what they do is because of pain. A lot of the running backs and middle linebackers in football, put it like this, and we're going to hear from my sister and we're going to take a little break. One of the greatest people that ever played NFL football, Mean Joe Green, said these words, and all of this is related. He said, basically, every Sunday, I just went out and had a fight. It was just legal. So you got angry men deprived, and when they have the Hall of Fame speeches, who do you see? Single parents, oftentimes father not even there. So you got a, a league full of angry men for the most part doing something legal, and I like football, I sure do. But I have to come to this revelation. Maybe one day I'll stop looking at it. But it's a violent sport. It really is. But a lot of, even the sports that are not as violent, is fueled by our pain. African Americans can't get away from this, 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 uh, this thing we're going through, this living out the Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus uh, uh, 26, I think it is, uh, where we have it seven times harder. We can't escape it. So it's good to know who you are and know why these things are happening and that way you'll look for an answer in Yah, 
in Yahweh, if we can get you to understand that everything we go through as a people is in the book, that we're the people of the Bible, the first thing you're going to say is, hmm, then the answer must be there. And I keep quoting my wife, but it's something Arlene told me a long time ago. She said, this is a very important identity thing. She said, because if I found out, I was, I was just thinking sad, she told me. And my sister and my wife told me, she said, if I found out tomorrow that I was a Rockefeller, I don't know that I would want to stay in Ohio. We, we, that's when we lived in Ohio. She said, I may want to move to New York. I may want to become close to my relatives and see what, what's this all about being a Rockefeller. She said something along those lines. And that's exactly what happens. We, we, if, if you find yourself a foster child, they really understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to put down or embarrass anybody that's in that system. But I, I have a friend of mine, and she, for a long time, she knew who she was in Christ. She was doing well with who she was in Christ. But she longed to know who she was in the flesh. And a lot of us try to act like it's not important. And we need to quit lying because we are flesh and spirit. The spirit is 50 billion times more important, yes, but you can't ignore who you are in the flesh because once you embrace that, it can open up doors to get you to pursue who you are in the spirit. If you understand what I just said, you just read my mail. That is what this network, the Five Smooth Stone Network, the co-hosts I've had over the years, the guests I've had tonight and over the years, that is all we're about, trying to get our people to understand who they are in the natural so they'll be enticed to embrace who they are in the spirit. Last thing but not least, I got this wrote down, I got to say it. What we're trying to do tonight is provide tools by way of research and information for the Holy Spirit to use after we're gone. After this sister hang up and she's off the line and so am I, y'all going to remember some of the things we're saying. and You're going to go research, and if it's of the Holy Spirit, he is going to be able to use that to further expound yes. on, our, on yes. our identity and what he is doing. You heard her saying yes. He's going to expound on, he's going to expand your knowledge, and he's going to cause enlightenment on your part. That's all we're about. We're not the Holy Ghost. We can't make you see anything. We just have to provide what he has done for us, and hopefully it'll mean something to you. That's what I do, because I don't have it all together. I talk like I do, but I don't. There's rebellion in my life. There's, there's some areas where I'm suffering because of rebellion. There's some ignorance in my life, and there's enlightenment in my life. All things about my life is not a failure. I have challenges like everything else, but I have kicked, I have put my foot all up in some demons and devils. I'm not one of the seven sons of Siva. They know who Brother Seth is, and I know who they are. So tonight, this is Spiritual Warfare, and I have on as a guest, again, Prophet Monica Keenan. Monica, hit one more time, again, if you want to. Uh, I think we covered that enough. Any words before we go to the break, and we're going to take a little short break here. Um, yeah, I just want to uh, 
Uh, just reiterate again, this is not a debate. If I, if me and Brother Seth did not agree, I would not be here because you know the Most High didn't call us to argue. He called us to be one, but we have different perspectives, different pathways, different journeys to the same truth. And that's what you have to remember. I just want to encourage everyone to ask that one honest question of the Holy Spirit, and he will give you one honest answer. I just want you to know that when when we as a people were, were, were kidnapped, we weren't kidnapped as slaves. We became slaves through kidnapping. So then who were we before the kidnapping? Where did we live? And why did they take us? And who actually took us? Or who told them, take these people right here? If you even look at the, um, and this is the hour where the father's releasing truth. If you even look through the movie, what's that movie, Wakanda? That movie and the other one, the warrior queen or something, they are speaking stuff that's true. you got to catch it. They're putting it in the movies because this is the hour where father is revealing knowledge. But I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, Serve the Lord with gladness, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your being. Be honest unto him. Keep his ways. Keep his ways. Keep his ways. Be holy unto him. And don't be afraid to ask the questions. He said, come, let us reason together. Come on. He's the most high. What question scares him? But when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Amen. That is yes, that's it. Your words, it's your little, your little, um, not jingle, but you say that a lot. I'm learning you say that a lot. I like that, though. Well, let's take a little quick break, everybody. Brother Seth want to warm up his coffee and do some other things, and uh, I just know that the mind need a rest. Think about some of the things that were said. Make some notes. And we're going to come back. And, Sister, I want you to write this down. Well, actually, you have to write it down. Look at the show description. And I want you to uh, please let's get into why does the global church need to know who the real Israelites are and how does it relate okay. to end time. We don't have to spend no more than five or ten minutes on that. Okay. Overwhelming, overwhelming proof. African-Americans are indeed Israelites, and the call to return to Yah. I don't think we have to hit the call to return to Yah, because if we're the true Israelites, obviously he wants to return to him because we are his. Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. Why does he talk about punishing there? And uh, uh, why are you talking about punishing you as though he's not going to punish the others? Because we, our forefathers, this nation is what he called his elder son. I'm telling you, y'all, the purpose of the Israelite or the purpose of the Jews is to have a relation with the Most High Yah and to introduce the world who he is. Now, watch this. He says he's going to do it whether we obey or not. So even in our rebellion, he scattered us throughout the four corners against our will. We were supposed to use our will and go to the other nations, but we didn't. So he scattered So now we're disobedient at the bottom of all these societies. And they're still learning about the Most High watching us. How? Because some of us still call on his name. And Amen. Other, na- other, other nations watch us. All of these places we've been scattered, we've been scattered to all these nations. Now, there's over 200 nations. He's been scattered to all two. 
that's man-made. There's probably really only 70 nations. I mean, if you, I'm, I'm talking about, of course, the Bible. So all, somebody get a tank and some guns and go start a nation. I don't think he acknowledged that, but he has scattered us to all these countries. And we are there, and people learning about God, watching the African-American, not just the African-American, excuse me, watching Israelites. So, folks, we are prophetic people. But I don't want to get too deep into that. I want to take a quick little break. We're going to come back with our guest again we have in the house. The one and only prophetess, Monica and uh, Kenan, and she is going to be talking about, again, why does the global church need to know who the Israelites are, overwhelming proof that we are Israelites, and uh, some of this can just be five to ten minutes. Nations that have embraced the real Israelites, I guess I'll talk about that. Having traveled, I'm sure she may know something about that as well. And maybe we'll get into how Yah is revealing these hidden truths to all people. He really is. He is not just working with dark-skinned people. Don't believe that lie. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Quick break. Sister, you okay with a quick break, right? Yes, thank you. All right, here we go, y'all. A little bit of Lecrae. We'll be right back. All right. Again, it's a little bit of Lecrae. We'll be right back. Okay. See ya. There's a lot of cats going around talking about the king, you know what I'm saying? King of this, the king of that. I think we need to get this straight. There's only one true king. Hey, Flag. Come let me pull out, man. Let's get into this one, man. Yeah. Who the real king? <laughs> he was raised up in Nazareth and raised on the desert. Never got drunk, got high, sister. Prophesied king, I say it now. Follow that quick so that you don't pay. Out of those clips, 
Who the king? <laughs> Folks, we're back. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that little bit of Lecrae. Told you everything about our culture ain't bad. Rapper creation out of our pain isn't bad. All right? And that's one of the times we use our pain and through art, and I love that message. I tell you, I got kind of tickled about the whole, you know, smoking a black versus smoking a, a, a black and mild, saying you're a king when you can do something like roll back the clouds. <laughs> anyway, that's look great. Folks, again, you've tuned to the Five Suits on Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight we have our guest on. And uh, who is our guest? Prophetess Monica Keenan. And I I really enjoy this sister. I think she has a good spirit. And I think that she, um, this is the kind of stuff we do. This is the kind of guests we have on. Folks, I welcome it. I, I eat this up. This is just, I don't know what to say, brothers and sisters. This is where I am. This is where I am. This is where Brother Seth is at. We've been lied to. I don't trust the modern-day church, everything about it. I don't just go off in there like I used to, just trusting everything I see in here. I told y'all, there are people that know what we're talking about to be true, and they know what will happen if our people listen. So they demonize us and trivialize us and make it like we hate. Then you got some of us that really do hate. I mean, after all, this is a theft of birthright. And some of our people don't handle it well. I didn't handle it well at first. And there is an anger you have. You do raise your voice when you're talking because you're not just flowing, going with the flow. So you have to go against the grain. Yeah, oftentimes you get people raising their voice and, you know, and sometimes we don't know how to always articulate. And we just, you know, we just, you know, we just say, His name one Jesus, you know, something. You know, I'm tickled. Sister, you're back. Are you there? <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember at McDonald's, I was a sister, and this is what I mean by some of us when we wake up, we're not happy about being tricked. It's like I've been having a relationship with this 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 Savior, and you're telling me that I'm calling him by a name different. And, I, and again, I don't want to get too deep on that because... Keep calling him Jesus. Do not stop if you're not learned about Yeshua, because he is going to answer you. Well, why are you even talking about it? Because we want y'all to know how people have been tampering with our belief system. We want y'all to know where they get the name from and what they're trying to do and what they've tried to do with that name. We're not worshiping Zeus, so they was unsuccessful. And if you want to call him Waymaker, that wasn't his name either. But you can call him Waymaker, right? Yes, you can. He ain't going to say, that's not my name. That is his name. His name is his character. We seize the power to define our heart. I'm not, not, not away from the scriptures now. He has a name. I'm not saying don't call him by his name, but I'm saying when you worship him, you're giving him a new description. It could be a one-word one description, 
or two Waymaker, Burden Bear, Water Walker. What he's not going to accept that praise? Of course he'll accept that. That's why I say you got to look at the spirit behind stuff. The spirit behind stuff. All these Israelites out here frying people because they don't know this, they don't know that, and they're trying. I'm put a little music in the background, everybody. Just a little bit, sister. I hope you don't mind this. I do this all the time. You just doing the show. Yeah, just in the back, a little worship music. Brothers and sisters, listen. I want y'all to understand the spirit behind this broadcast tonight. Number one, I love you, and I'm sure my sister will say the same. I've heard her say it. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I am not playing. I'm not trying to discourage y'all people. Y'all heard sister last week talk about her love for the people. I remember what she said. We are not playing. We love our people, and so does a lot of your pastors. And they mean well, too. We ain't trying to throw no church under the bus. It ain't what she trying to do. We're just trying to say, hey, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Because these devices can derail your relationship with the Father. They can, help, they can cause you to see the Father as an abuser. And that's when you're going to get us really ramped up. Because that's what a lot of y'all doing. You're not understanding why we're do, while acting out these curses, and you're thinking it's the most high. Now we got a problem. That's what I'm on here for. I don't want you blaming the most high for something the enemy is doing, and I don't want you valuing yourself less than what the most high says. That's what, that's what one of the main reasons I do blogs. Our people is blaming the most high, the one that loves them more than they love themselves. One more thing, and I'm gonna take it to my, take it to my, uh, give it to my, over to my guest. I remember, sister, a long time ago, thinking about the enemies of my life. This is gonna take no more than about a minute, literally a minute. It's a quick story, sister. I was thinking about the enemies in my life, and I had them all lined up. I don't know why I was had them lined up, but in my mind, just think of a long line of people. And everybody ever did something to me of, of significance, not somebody that didn't speak or something, but somebody really done stuff. In that line was people I love, relatives, friends, I mean, strangers, people that really derailed me. And, sister, do you realize I saw a person in the line that shocked the crap out of me? Guess you, I'm not going to say guess because you don't know me like that. You couldn't guess because you don't know me that well. But one of the person that was in the line, arch enemy of mine, that I recognized, really recognized, was myself. <laughs> I was in the line. It blew my mind. I woke up out of that day vision quick. And I realized something the Father was showing me. There is nobody for us. Nobody for us. Like, that's always for us. Sometimes we're our own self-enemy. Sometimes the enemy is that of our own minds. So who is for us all the time? All the time. 24-7. We need some... 
Our mothers was close, if your mother's still alive. Our fathers, if you had a good father and a good mother, they always seemed to be for us. But every once in a while, I would find my mother saying something that, not often, my mother was for me all the time, all the time, all the time. She always gave me her most, a mother always give you her most honest opinion. But sometimes they're controlling too. There's only one being that's pro us all the time, for us, pro us, and that's the Most High. And I'm talking like I got it all together. I know. Anytime you start talking about these things, folks start assuming you think you know better or not. It ain't all that. I just want y'all to know that we're on here to try to make sure we identify all enemies, including ourselves at times. Go ahead, sister. I just want to share that story. Uh, I do want to go ahead and comment on anything you've felt uh, uh, or thought about over the break, and then I want to get into um, uh, why does the global church need to know uh, who the Israelites are and how they relate to end time. But go ahead. Anything on your heart so far? I'm going to start with the global church and kind of unpack this a little bit. I don't have it all, but I want to pack what I do have. In Christianity, they have this, they have created within the Christianity concept that the church has taken the place of the people of God, of Israel. We're going to use that, right? They have taken the place of the Hebrews. They have taken the place of God's chosen people. And now it is no longer that the Most High, the Father, is no longer concerned about his people, but he is concerned about his church. So that takes us from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And so through this revisionist history of the church now being the chosen, the church being now uh, God's heart, the church being uh, taking the place of Israel, that um, the end times, is now based on what's happening in the church. Two things are happening. It's a dual stream because it's deception. The dual stream is that the church is the dictator of what God's going to do. The second thing is that yet Christianity still reveres Israel over in the Middle East. They're always having giving campaigns, always having... Uh, whatever for Israel, serve Israel. Now, these are two streams going on, and these are truths that are being enacted and lived out every day in Christianity. So then we have this third leg of us, or those who come into the enlightenment, the understanding, the revelation, that who we are originally as a people group, kidnapped from Africa, having come down because of the 70 A.D., uh, attack from Rome. What, so what is God? Is God is, is the Most High looking at us as His people, determined Israel because we are really the birthright people, or is He looking at those who have the false birthright? Read the scriptures who are the synagogue of Satan, or is He looking at the church as what He as the people to figure out what He's going to do in the end times? Those are three things, and so since no, no one ever talks about the fact that the modern-day Jew is not the Jews of the Hebrews of the Bible, they have now become 
the clock. They have now become the driver of what's going, what God's going to do, and the Messiah's going to come to the temple. They already, so they are now in that place and called Jews throughout history and known as that. But yet, within the last probably 25 years, there's been this emergence of African Hebrews, of tribes from all over the world saying, wait a minute, we are the original Hebrews. There's a knowledge that's coming for us for the people saying, for the uh, transatlantic slave trade, for the Caribbean islands, um, and also from Brazil and America saying, wait a minute, we've come into the knowledge of the Most High. So what does it look like? So the global church at some point, have to come into a recognition, or they don't. We have to look at the Most High. He's going to do whatever he's going to do. But they they don't even look at the feast days. Now, I'm going to tell you, the feast days are important, too. Everything Yeshua did was on the feast day. It's prophetic. So there's so much out there. This is what I say. Don't get hung up because the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you when you are ready to receive the truth and seek after him with your whole heart. And seek after him with your whole heart. Because there's those out there who are asking, this can't be all there is. This can't be all there is. There's got to be more. This can't be everything, what I'm doing, my my, my, my motion, I'm going here on this day, going here on that day, coming to this. This can't be the end of knowing him. And so for those who have that cry in their heart, there must be more. And I want the more of God. And that's your language. I just simply want the more of God. I need more. I feel yeah, like there's sister. more. And on that, on that, uh, in that same vein, I'll just add this. You know there's more out there also because as wonderful as messages are that a lot of the pastors are putting out there on Sundays and Wednesdays or and on the Internet, there's a lot of good words going forward. That's why I still say the church is the most powerful institution, the most powerful organism, the most powerful whatever you want to how we want to describe it, it's the most powerful group of people on the earth. Why? Because they are engaging the most high directly. There's nothing like the church. There's nothing close to it. Even in its rebellion. <laughs> church is powerful. People think the step bombers these step bombers is powerful or the atomic bomb. But there's a man working those machines or those weapons. That person could be a believer. And then they may decide not to even work the weapon. So what's more powerful, the weapon or the person that created it or the person that's operating it? Mankind is powerful. Let's start there. And our will is so powerful that the most high won't even cross it. He said, the earth I made, and he had put all things under man. And with our will, he engages things upon the earth. He does nothing on the earth without going through a man, mankind. So then you, you put the church on the earth, 
a place or, and I know we're saying church and we're we investigating the whole word church, but you put the body of Christ on the earth. And now we are, uh, this. we have this portal almost where the Most High is engaging us and we're engaging Him and the Holy Spirit is using our body and speaking through tongues and the gifts of the Spirit and all these things happening there. No, there is nothing like the church, even in its rebellion. So what could it be in its obedience? But to, to in the same vein, Sister Issue, that you was talking, we know there's more because we don't even have the man in the church. We don't have a man. I don't care what y'all say. The church, the international church in America, and in, I'll say in, in Europe as well, in the West, does not have the man. Well, this man go to my church. Yeah, but that's not the man. Churches should be mostly men. No, I don't know, but it's going to always be most women. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I used to believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Men like, oh, but men don't want to obey. No, I don't know about that. Men like order. Men like to be able to think things out and, and laws and order. That's right up a man's alley. Women are more emotional. Churches is church is not emotional. Church is word driven. That's men. The fact that the church is mostly women tells you how off it is and how missing. There's a lot of things yeah. missing. A lot of things are missing. A lot of things are missing. Women are beautiful, and they've done their job. And I give them an A+. Plus. I'm not playing it. I'm not trying to gas them up. I think they've done everything they're supposed to do. But we only see half the picture. The men wrote the Bible. Men. The, the the mindset of men. How they, you know, women influenced it too, I understand. But the father wants his man to lead. He never said the woman wasn't as important, but he has a certain order of doing things. That man is supposed to listen to the woman, to her bent, to what God has given her, and to value that. But the church and the nations should be ran by men. So if your nation has the face of a woman, that's a weak nation. And if your churches have the face of a woman, I don't care how much pastors is a male. That don't mean nothing. If that pastor votes for anything, it has a feminine being. What say you, my sister, on that before we go to the next one really quickly? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go in, in, in that I do agree with you in the fact that men uh, should be in the assembly and should be strong in the body of Christ. And that is not so because from our cultural perspective, there is a plan of the enemy. And I always go back to the enemy. The Bible says the enemy comes, the adversary comes, Hasatan comes to steal, kill, and destroy but Yahshua says, I have come that you might have life and you have, might have it in abundance. So the plan of the enemy is to duplicate what, what the Most High has done and to duplicate everything the Most High is doing because he can't create. And so in doing so, duplicating, 
something that uh, the Multi has created and set in order. He has feminized the black man. He has feminized yeah. the Negro. He has feminized men, and it can be seen in sports. Everybody knows the truth. Just look at sports today. Definitely, no, we would never have thought that our athletes would be wearing dresses, our singers would be wearing dresses, and all that femininity breaking forth, pride, the pride of Sodom. Sodom's sin was pride, the self-pleasure, and they're doing it for money. Uh, and so they, this feminization, you can't be a comic and be black and get any status and get any wealth unless you wear a dress. Just look at history. Just look at it. And we do not control these spaces and places. We are working for the same people who have taken the birthright. Now, I'm just going to drop that right there. You can investigate on your own. So because of that and because of what's done socially, economically in our nation, within the nation, in our community, in terms of the 70s and 60s, removing the black man from homes, in terms of the economic sanctions from government assistance, the government has become the man. The government has become the provider. There are those who are rather get government assistance than, than um then work and depend on the father who is our husband. So there's so much going on to break up the fat black family. Our boys are angry. Our boys are angry. Why? Because there's no man. There's no man in the house. Our men now are having kids sowing seed, then their seed drop without consideration, which is abomination to the father, and they're birthing kids and leaving, birthing kids and leaving, birthing kids and leaving. And so these things are going on, and so then when they come into the system of Christianity, the system of the church and not the uh, body of Christ and not the kingdom, they are seeing a whole lot of other uh, femininity going on there too. And so, um, and, and I believe the scriptures talks about when there's a feminine spirit. And they're talking, he's not talking about women, talking about when there's a perverted feminine spirit an operation that is not of him, and he does not condone that. So I I do uh, uh, agree that men, there's a place for men, and they should be reestablished, but it's only through coming through the most high. It's only through um, submitting their lives, coming out of the system, knowing who they are, knowing their identity, and walking in that. Now, I do, when I look at scriptures, I do see women warriors, see women kings, women queens, ruling and reigning. And there are other nations who had a, a woman ruler reign, and I don't discount the work that they've done. I think of Indira Gandhi, number one, which is like absolutely, she's probably my first hero, Indira Gandhi. And so all these things are happening. I, um, I, that, that's where I stand with that. I believe when we come into the Hamashiach, when we come into Christ, I believe the scripture when it says there's no male or female. It's about living in the spirit realm and being conduits of the spirit. And what God would do, he would use anybody to get his plans and purposes done. Anybody says God would not move to get his plans and purposes done above any personal agenda, any personal life in his life, does not know him, does not know the most high. He will do so. He used Esther in a way. He used um, Deborah in a way. And I know there's a plethora of stuff that all has not been written, but we must start and read and come forward and see how even Yeshua used, uh, I think it was um, not Elizabeth, but I forget who one who taught uh, one of the disciples and apostles a better way, her and her husband. And so there is so much going on. The first evangelist for those who went to the the cave, we call that the Quim Quorum, when they came in seeking the Lord, where is he? And then they found the angel said he is not here. That evangelical message, he is risen. 
came forth through women. And so and so the conversion and going through the towns and calling, meeting a woman at the well, and he telling her the truth in love, and he's setting her free in love. And she's like, my God, come see this man. Hallelujah. Come see this man. Uh, God, hey, I, I'm with God doing. He has called me. I would, I would lie. I would never put myself in a position, and I'm following the Most High. Whoever don't agree, I'm good with that. One brother told me, but what about this? And God said this. I said, listen, brother, if you don't believe I'm called, if you don't believe I'm anointed, if you don't need, believe I have a message, if you don't believe I have an assignment for the Most High, my voice is not for you, and that's okay because there's so much going on. You serve the Lord in your reality, and I'll serve him in mine, but I'm going to do his will to the day I die. I'm going to do his will. So I'm not going to say women cannot lead. I'm not going to say women cannot be of the five-fold ministry. I I don't see that in Scripture. I do not see that. I do not see that. Uh, And so I cannot agree with that. Well, sister, let me say this. Because I think we agree, uh, as the word vehemently, on that. I I ditto everything you just said. Because if I have to, because the Bible says that in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, and you can even throw in black nor white. There's, black nor white is such a new concept. But anyway, yeah, absolutely. Because there's, male nor, there's neither male nor female. So I just believe that God has an order. Order yeah. don't mean a woman is not capable Order don't mean a woman don't get the spirit even more. The Lord, the Father, know we'll be fighting each other and warring with each other if he didn't say, one of y'all, I want to go first. I want you to lead. If he don't say that, there will be a fight. We'll be always in a fight with women since Adam. So he say, I want you to leave, but it don't mean he ain't going to speak to the woman first. It don't mean, it just means that the man is held responsible. And I thank the Father for giving me this years ago because coming up in uh, Pentecostal and then Kojic, they have it, and even and you go to places like India and, and places where the women walk behind, it, it, it is confusing. It's like, so many billions of people think it means the woman is not as important. That is not what that means. It's crazy. Women a lot of times smarter than men. A lot of times. Women have to be because men are in charge. So in order to get uh, attention or to get their proper dues, they have to study more, learn more. Women are most of the time, as a species, I think just more intelligent than men. They have to be for survival reasons kind of like a short guy versus a tall guy. Short guy got to know something in order to get women to pay him any mind because in his life you are rejected if you're short. It's kind of like a person that beauty is not accepted right now. You don't say ugly. You just say beauty is not accepted right now because that could change. Well, they have to be more clever. So I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. But I think more importantly, we got to understand what the Father was saying by saying he wants the man to lead because it's something there. If if he didn't say that, we would be saying, well, no, I need to lead you. No, I need to lead you. I need to lead you. I need to lead you. 
He showed them both of them and said, listen, man, Lee. So men take that to mean they're better, they're smarter. God chose them over the women. Uh-uh. If there is no man to lead, absolutely a woman going to lead. But that woman and wife especially have to go through the husband. He is her head. It means something to be a head. So I think we agree agree 100% there. So I want yeah, to. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. I uh, want to, we got a couple of more things, and I, don't, I know we're going to be able to get on all this, but folks, as far as overwhelming proof that African Americans are indeed Israelites and, and the call to return to Yahweh, um, I was just going to say this. I've done probably 50 shows, two and three hours a pop, talking about this. What you can do is Google Five Swiss Stone Blog Talk Radio, Again, five cents on Blog Talk Radio, and you can get and just just after that, type in Black Biblical Jews, or go to that first result, and it's twenty six pages, I think, of shows. Just look for a show that says something to the effect of Black Biblical Jew, Jew or proof of Black Biblical Jew. Most of our shows we're talking about this, so there is a plethora of, of, of shows in details often with guests and callers and co-hosts talking about this. So I probably shouldn't have added that, but this sister's new to me, and I wanted her to kind of hit that a little bit. But the time of kind of, uh, we we spent the time wisely. But I will say this about those of you that really want to know that, and you I don't know how you hadn't heard me talk about it, but some of you, we're always getting new people. And so far, all of our shows have been over at least 100 views. And like I said, we've had about four shows over 1,000, 1, 2,000. So I'm going to be in touch with uh, Facebook over that. Uh, but overwhelming proof, it's just this simple. I'll say this. I'm going to ask the sister to, to be thinking about this, and we're going to wrap up, sister. Uh, I want you to be thinking about uh, the last two. I'm sure you see them there. Nations that have embraced the real Israelites. If not, I can hit that real quick. And then how Yah is revealing this hidden truth to all people, not just black folks. Either one of those. But I just want to say it's about overwhelming proof. I've been to 24 countries. And when I go to Israel, I've been there probably the most. I've been to Israel about eight or nine times. I always take a tape recorder. And uh, one reason I take a tape recorder is because when I interact with the Israelis, I want to record them. But the problem is they don't talk to us. It don't matter how kind we are, especially the people I go visit in, in Israel. They make sure that you're super, they're probably too sweet to those people. So ain't nobody on no hate. Y'all need to get that, y'all need to quit, y'all need to miss me with the hate. I ain't hating on no white people. I ain't hating on my own people. And I'm darn sure you're hating upon Israelis. It's so the, the people y'all call Jews. I just biblically and through much research have come to understand they don't read any scriptures in the Bible. They don't They don't live out anything. The only thing they live out in the Bible is how the Bible says that the Father would hiss to the nations of the north. Behold, he coming from the north. I think Jeremiah 16 is 16. I think that's where it says... For the Father will call all of the families of the north down to Israel. All of the families? That's what the Bible said. For he will call all of the families of the north down to Israel and utter his judgment against his people. I think those people in Israel today is that. They're the belt. 
so to speak, that the Father is using to scatter his people. They're the belt who the Father will use to really break down the whole earth. That's why 8% of them control 92% of the world. The Most High has been behind their success for a season. I don't think he's behind them now, though. And we have what we call a changing of the guards. Truth has been released in the earth. The Bible talks about how he will send hunters and fishers to fish out Israel and hunters to hunt out Israel. And I am a manifestation of that prophecy. I am one of the hunters and fishers to go and hunt out and fish out Israel. Why? Because it's time to wake up. That's why I say all the time, awake Zion. It is time. The sister here has been released to get information and knowledge, and it's not just her, it's thousands of us all over the world trying to wake up our people. Why? The truth has been released. It wasn't released before like it is now. It's released. And then social media, people think it's a curse. It could be, but it's also the biggest vehicle to get this truth out. And despite them muffling my show and counseling my show and trying to censor me and put us in Facebook jail and whatever YouTube is doing by pulling all those thousands of wonderful videos at first that we used to have. They can't stop the truth. It's going to continue marching on. So, read Deuteronomy 28, read Leviticus 26, and you tell me who lives out there. You tell me. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 is what did it for me. Out of all these years of hearing stuff, I wasn't I didn't buy it until I read Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 in 1991, laying across the bed in Columbus, Ohio, where Moses said, these blessings or curses is going to be upon you forever. I don't know why I never saw the word forever, my sister, but when I saw the word forever, I realized, oh my goodness, this year, which was 1991, is included in forever. So wherever the Jews are today, they're going to be living out these blessings or these curses. Hmm. So the key is to figure out who live out these curses. And just reading that reading, I knew we lived it out. There's no other people live out Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, where it talks about Israel having seven times harder. Nobody lived that out like African Americans. If there is other people living out, and there is, their sister tribes scattered out the four corners. But the people in Israel is what I'm talking about. They don't live out any of that. So after I got that revelation on that bed, I was done. I didn't need to talk to no priest. I didn't need to call nobody in Ohio. I didn't need to call none of my pastors in Ohio. I didn't to call no pastors in, in Fort Worth or Everybody, I didn't need to confer with my mom, my dad, or nobody. I knew. It was over. And I've been on a quest ever since to wake up our people and let them know we are not who we think we are. And we darn sure are not who they say we are. And we need to get back to who we are. I enjoyed being black. It's been fun. It's been great. But it's time for big boys, for 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 us to just wake up now and be responsible. And number one, get ourselves together. I need a lot of work there. Repent in some areas. Turn it all over to him where he's Lord over every area of our life. 
then, once you get the joy and the peace, because you're going to get it once you do that, take that show on the road and evangelize everybody come across your path. That's what I'm calling you as a people. God is real, folks. We may not understand everything about it, but he's real, and he has not forgotten our pain. We, our pain is in the books. We are documented people. The Father has not forgotten any, not one ounce of our pain. All of it is recorded. How we feel, how we felt, how we're going to feel, the loneliness, all of it is recorded. That's why David was encouraging himself. Everything we go through, everything we go through, we have no reason to be killing ourselves, suicide, because it's all documented. We was going to go through what we going to go through. So I don't talk fast, but the fact that he knew what we would go through should encourage you to let you know you're not alone. Sister, we done kind of ran out of time. So if you want to hit on what I had mentioned earlier, not, nah, but I want to respect you. I said I would stick to the 10 o'clock. So it's up to you if you want to hit on that or if you want to just wrap up. Either way, I'm good with it. I think you've done an excellent job, just like last week. And I just appreciate you coming on. Any last words or what do you, what say you? Yeah, I'm just going to leave with this. Uh, I was looking at Psalm 25 and 14. said, The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. And then... Proverbs 9 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou shalt bear it alone. Deuteronomy 28:68. the Lord will send you back in shifts to Egypt on the journey. I said you should never make again. There you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemy as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. That's just one verse from the scripture Brother Seth was saying to read. So it's the fear of the Lord and asking him questions and honoring him, honoring his spirit that will lead you to understanding because as Yeshua said, I will pray the Father, and he will send you his spirit, and he, the spirit, will teach you all things. And comfort and not leave you. That's it. Well, sister, again, I just thank you so much. I'm going to have a few final words, and then I'm going to wrap up. But I just want to thank you again, uh, product uh, of some very good upbringing, you have some very spiritual, um, mature people, I think, imparting into you. A lot of things you said, the spirit by which you say them. This is what I'm trying to tell folks. Miss me with these Hebrew Israelites that's on YouTube. And y'all got to understand, YouTube is not our friend. Facebook is not our friend. They're not going to be promoting those of us that's, that's in love, that's, that's successful in, in some areas of life, or if it ain't nothing more than just being a good family person, they're not gonna. They're gonna put some people out there yelling at white people, speaking about hate, yep. uh, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna muddy up the movement by putting immature young folks, and that's what they've done, and they're so evil. And I, and I curse them for that. I, I speak curses upon them. Those that know what they're doing, they know themselves to be evil. I just curse that they come, they, they, 
they do not know peace in this season. They already living that out. But I just pray that they come to know the Father, but that they will pay for their sins. I just pray that. I decree that over their life. They're some evil people. They know it's a bunch of sets and a, 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 a bunch of brother sets, myself, and they know there's a lot of sister um, uh, out here like our sister um, Kenan that is uh, mature, seasoned, knowledgeable, educated, and loving. They know that. They're wicked people. And I just, what hurts me, sister, and I'm letting you go, is our people just so ignorant, not in a stupid, not stupid, but just so ignorant. And these pastors, a lot of them are so afraid. You know, they're just so afraid to just, to upset. It's too, it, you know, it's too many of us to be for, for you to be worried about losing your life. We just all just tell the truth at the same time. They ain't got enough folks to just harass all of us. They thinking their little old church is going to be split. They don't know that on YouTube, a lot of these young people spit more truth than what you're learning in these churches. And ain't nothing happening to these young people. This is a movement. Don't be afraid, Pastor. Deal with this. Quit demonizing these folks that's trying to Learn more accurately who they are in the flesh. Because you know you still embrace who you are in the flesh. Y'all not in the spirit all the time. Like I said, we ain't dead. We have this treasure in earthen vessels the Bible talks about. It's okay to have some pride in the flesh. But we just got to all leave that at the altar. We can't use it. Over. We can't take it to the throne. Number one, Paul said counted. Paul said he kind of done. Well, anyway, the lady said 90 seconds. So some of y'all about to leave anyway on Facebook, I mean on Blog Talk. So uh, uh, if you want to keep listening, I may go. I think I'm going to go a few minutes, just a few minutes. So if y'all want to keep listening, call the phone number 914-205-5590. I'm going to just finish up and polish up on saying a few things. But I'm going to go ahead and let her go because I know she's got to go. She's on the East Coast, y'all. So, sister, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please. Thank you. God bless you all. I hope you have found some value in what I was saying and can add to your life. Yes, yes. And, Sister, I would definitely be in touch with you about <laughs> hopefully working with the Bible. All right, so we'll talk to you later, my sister. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, well, brothers and sisters, that was uh, the one and only. Prophetess Monica Kena, and uh, very humble, I thought. And, uh, you know, we've had so many guests over the years like her. It's not even funny. You know, just kind people that are just trying to understand what the Father So many people. And I just hate that we get such a bad rap and rap and we're just so misunderstood, and it bothers me. You know, you're out here, and you can be doing so many other things, talking about so many other things. I don't have it all together. No, I don't. But when I come on these blog, these uh, Facebook Lives, and, you know, I see right now, I don't even see certain friends that never miss a show. I know what Facebook doing. They got me on lockdown where nobody can see. 
And these evil people, and they playing God. And like I said, I just speak a curse over them, and I also speak and pray for their salvation. They must pay for what they're doing so they understand the importance of the evil they're doing, but they need to be born again. So hopefully they even see the love in what I'm saying. We have to suffer for our sins, brothers and sisters. And we have the power to curse. Yes, we do. It's wrong. It's it's horrible. Okay? All of us pay for our sins. So, just to recap briefly, the sister I thought laid out very well a lot of things. Actually, I'm not going to even recap. I'm just going to say I'm, I was blessed by her. Um... We took our time, we slowed it down, and uh, I just pray for her. And y'all be prayer, praying for uh, uh, sister, our sister, prophetess, Monica Keenan, because she's a good sister. And we get discouraged out here sometimes trying to serve our people, trying to wake them up. And uh, I've hit it real hard earlier, so I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to bring it up too much other than to say, folks, some of y'all are trying y'all best to excel uh, 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 in areas of life. Uh, some of you are doing all kinds of things to enhance your way of life, enhance your beauty, some of you. At the end of the day, I think we're going to find out that people have been playing with our lives, our heads. And you're going to be hurt to find out you spend thousands of dollars, some of you, even millions, few of you. And uh, you to find out that you didn't play. You didn't play. We are not who we think we are. And the identity that we have in us is not right. It's just not what the Father wants us to look like and be like and think like. Even myself, i got to come up a little higher. Folks, we are the people of the Bible. We are a special people. The Bible talks about Israel being the perfection of beauty. I've talked about this before. Our people was the standard on the earth in beauty. Our forefathers. They really were. I mean, because, you know, they went to war with other nations and they got the most beautiful women as spoiled. I mean, of course, the whole warring thing was Israel's choice to want a king. It wasn't the father's will for all that bloodshed, but the people chose the king that took them to war. But they end up with a lot of the most beautiful women and mixing with them. And Israel was the cream of the crop. It says it. They're the perfection of beauty. The scripture goes on to call them the joy of the whole earth. That's the Bible. But not just in beauty in morals, in identity. That's what caused them to fall, their arrogance. Their diet was second to none. There was nothing like Israel. Nothing like the Father's chosen. Why are you bringing up Brother Seth that you're closing? Because I want people to understand 
We're still those people. We just need a little adjusting. We ain't lost everything. So again, and that's Psalms 50 and 2. Psalms 52. Let me read it to you. Out of Zion, another name for Israel, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Another part of scripture talks about it being the perfection of beauty. It goes on to say the joy of the whole earth. With somebody. Brother Seth is just trying to bring us back to it. I think if we understand that value and really place value like the Father does, we will laugh at money and understand that it can never touch our true value. Yes, we need it. And we're supposed to have it. Because we them people. It was given. It's for us to establish his covenant. The Bible says he's given wealth. To establish his covenant. So we have pride in who we are in him. I'm talking about right now just even Israel just in the flesh. So we understand who we are in the flesh. And understand what money is to do. But the biggest reason we need to know who we are is we will return back to the Father and we will believe his report in sending this Messiah and we will accept this Messiah and we will become the spiritual Jew. I'm Brother Seth. I've enjoyed it. I like it because we kind of tone it all the way down, going slow motion. We normally end our shows, ah, so I enjoyed the sister spirit, and I just appreciate all that she brought tonight. I cannot thank her enough. And so we may have her on. Hopefully she, maybe she'll join us as co-host. I don't know. I, I, I like to pray about things before I just go saying stuff. But I really liked her, y'all. I really did. So going to go out with a song. I always try to, I always try to uh, put something on our minds. Um, I always try to wake up our people, but I do want to remind everybody that on Sunday we will be uh, uh, coming back at you. What Brother Seth is going to be talking about, again, memory, uh, going down memory lane and bringing up some people, some of you that have just been a blessing in my life, some of you that have just really uh, helped make me be what I am today, influenced me to be what I am today. So I'm going to get back to that, talking about that. And so, my, my, my. I enjoyed that, y'all. So, a little rap. This is a group called KB-10K. Ain't that a name for a rap group? But this is our young people praising the Most High. So I love every single one of you, like I say, every single show, and there's nothing you can do about it. Again, enjoy this last little clip, and we'll see you on Sunday. Y'all, great show, good show, good show. Okay, hold on. Wrong, 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 wrong. Let's do it again. Again, this is uh, K.
KB-10. Little rap. Young people just worshiping the creator. Love it. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.